favorite podcast about recreational beverages and document management. I'm your host, Drew. Very happy to be joining you on this installment of Docs on the Rocks. I am coming to you from beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where the leaves are starting to turn, the temperatures are getting a little cooler, and uh, little whispers of fall are coming into the air. So very excited about that. Very happy to have you joining us today. I have some wonderful segments lined up for you today, the first of which we're going to be speaking with Megan Clements in the next of our continuing series of Meet the Consultant interviews that we've been bringing to you on this podcast. Megan's the latest addition to our document management team here at Affinity, so we're very happy to have her on board and happy to introduce her to you. And then the second segment that we have today is a wonderful conversation from May of this year with Brent Nybert regarding document management and OCR, so optical character recognition. Brent comes to us from DocsCorp, where he is going to be discussing some of the offerings that they have in the space of optical character recognition and how that can better suit you and your firm to help get some text results on those documents that you might have that aren't currently text searchable. So before we get to that, though, I have a lovely segment that we are calling Potent Potables, with apologies to Jeopardy for stealing that name, but it's a wonderful name. So here we go. All right, so thank you for joining us here at Beverage Corner for some Potent Potables. This week, I uh, would like to introduce you to one of my favorite drinks. I'm sure you've all been acquainted with it before. Commonly known as the Manhattan, it is a wonderful mixture of bourbon or rye, vermouth, sweet or dry or both if you prefer, and a little touch of bitters garnished with a maraschino cherry. So that is the typical recipe. I'm going to share with you a slightly fallier version of it that I like to enjoy as we start to get some cooler temperatures. And I find that it is an excellent accompaniment for an early afternoon or late afternoon college football game. So standard recipe, you're going to do two measures of rye or bourbon to one measure of sweet vermouth. You're going to put a little dash of bitters in there, Angostura bitters if you so choose, and then you are going to drop in a maraschino cherry. Get one of the fancy ones. I know that a lot of us would want to try out just your standard bright red cherries that you get from the ice cream section of your grocery store, but I do encourage you to look for something a little nicer. I like the Luxardo cherries. They are probably the most expensive cherry that you can find uh, on commercial shelves, but they are definitely worth it. So I like to make mine a little more fall-centric by adding a little extra citrus. So what I do is I take my standard recipe, so two measures of uh, whiskey, one measure of vermouth, and then I also add in about a half measure of some sort of orange liqueur. So I like to throw a little a little Cointreau in there. If you like Gramanier, by all means, throw some triple sec in there, whatever you'd like, or leave it out altogether. Try some other liqueur uh, that you enjoy to add a little extra, little extra flavor. I find the orange brings out some of the caramelly notes in whatever whiskey that I'm using. But, you know, the world's your oyster. We're living in strange times. And so whatever you would like to throw in that drink, by all means, throw it in. So whatever your potable of choice is, feel free to pour it up and join us as we talk to Megan and Brent on this episode of Docs on the Rocks. (laughs) 
Hey everybody, welcome to Docs on the Rocks. We are here with Megan Clements, who is going to be participating in our Meet the Consultant series, the second in an ongoing series of short interviews we're doing with the new members of the Affinity Consulting Document Management team. So Megan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Oh, perfect. Megan is coming to us from uh, beautiful, let's see, Minnesota, right? Aren't you yes. somewhere in Minnesota? Yeah. Yes. Perfect. So a fellow Northern Midwesterner like myself. Um, so Megan has been with the team since, ooh, what was it? It was earlier this year. Is that correct? June 1st. Yeah. June 1st. Oh, yeah. So we're coming up on... Ooh, almost two months, three months. We're coming up on the three-month anniversary of you you being with us. Something, yeah. <laughs> something along those lines. Very excited. How have you found it so far? Oh, it's been wonderful. Everybody here is great, super supportive, and have a lot of fun. So, All right, perfect. And just a note to listeners, we are technically paying her to say that, but she is not... <laughs> compelled to say that. So let's get a little bit of background information. So where are you from? Obviously, you're in Minnesota now where you came to us, I believe from, well, I met you initially when we were working together on a project when you were with Corteva, Agra, Agro Sciences, Agro... Agro Science. <laughs> there we go. That's the one. Not Agro Science, not just we're so mad about science, but Agro Science. But yeah, so how, what brings you into the, the consulting game? Yep. So I, Corteva was my first job when they were originally Pioneer and I worked there for nine years. My last year there, we worked on a NetDocuments implementation project with you guys. It went really well and I really enjoyed it and had fun working with y'all. I did spend last just over a year. I switched to a company giving me the opportunity to move back to Minnesota, um, not doing any document management work. That job didn't work out, and so I gave one of our fellow consultants, Ron, a call to see if he knew of any opportunities, and pretty quickly, here I am, so. Hey, and we are absolutely happy to have you. I mean, thrilled thrilled, thrilled beyond mention at how, uh, how excited uh, I was personally to hear. I was like, oh, wait, Megan? You mean Megan from Corteva? Oh, she was great. That, that was literally my, my, my reaction when I found out, so yeah, just pleased as punch to have you here. So I think that, you know, one of the common refrains here is all roads lead to uh, lead back to affinity. So yeah, we got you, we got you on there and then we, we picked you up along the way. So excited to have you. So you mentioned moved back to Minnesota. So you grew up in Minnesota, you're a native, native Minnesotan, a, a North Star stater. Yes. Yep. I grew up uh, just outside of the Twin Cities, uh, moved to Northern Minnesota in high school and then was down in Iowa for the last 13 years, went down there for college and stuck around for a while. So right on. So which, where, where college did we, did we attend? Good old Iowa state cyclones. Hey, go clones. Woo. <laughs> Another angry birds with teeth mascot, which I absolutely <laughs> approve of. Well, fantastic. So you mentioned that you came to us from Corteva. We were there doing a, a net documents implementation. And so I would presume from our conversations previously that your main uh, focus of experience or emphasis on document management has been net documents, at least in the uh, past few years. What particularly about the product, since this is ostensibly a an industry podcast, what is it about the product that you enjoyed working with or or that you still enjoy working with, or maybe that you have extra uh, insight on now that you see it from the consultant side that is interesting to you? 
I, I mean, it's great having a cloud system. So our system that we migrated into NetDocuments from was client-based, server-based. It was heavy. It was slow. It had a lot of issues. I won't name names, but here we are with NetDocuments. And it's just, I mean, they're so, it's so flexible on what you can do with it. They're constantly innovating. And there's that makes it simple and not being a legal implementation, which is what NetDocuments is really kind of their bread and butter to be able to prove that it could work in a regulatory science environment was pretty cool. So, Yeah, that's awesome. And it, it also, I remember from the project, it presented some interesting challenges that we, you know, as a company, you know, focus mainly on legal side of things, but really doing that, doing that for your department or for the entire company to, mm-hmm. to really do the sciences side of thing was uh, super interesting to do. And I'm glad that we were able to make that solution work. Oh, well, excellent. So I, I'm really glad. We are all glad. I can speak for the rest of the team and, and the whole company to say that we are super excited that you're here now. So I'm glad that all that worked out. So let's get rid of or let's get past all the boring work chat. and Let's talk. Let's talk more about you. So we talked a little bit about your upbringing and where you're from, but I also uh, gather from what we talk about on an almost daily basis during our morning meetings that you are quite enthusiastic about animals and you have uh, a number of animals. And I think there's one in particular that you have been doing uh, quite a lot of things for here recently. I believe his name is Archie. Can you tell us about Archie? Yeah, so Archie is a 14-year-old thoroughbred off the track. He is my huge personality, but a little bit clumsy. We've had a a little bit of a rough year, so we are working hard on getting him healthy, back to riding and jumping. So he's had some massages and some special farrier work done, and he's getting a chiropractor appointment today, actually. So... (laughs) Man, Archie lives better than I do when it comes to, uh, <laughs> I know, keeping track of his health and well-being. So I'm glad to hear it. Um, so I was going to say it is, but, but listener, per, per time of recording, it is the Olympics uh, are happening right now, the Tokyo 2020, 2021 Olympics. And I was going to mention this morning that I did enjoy watching the dressage competitions, or as I like to call it, fancy prancy dancy horses. But uh I was uh, going to ask if you had any experience previously doing, were you a, a dressage person at any point or did you do Western? What's your, do you have, I presume since you own a horse that you have some, some horsing experience. <laughs> yes. So I grew up as a, at a hunter jumper and dressage barn. That's where I started taking lessons as a kid. So dressage is pretty near and dear to my heart. It's kind of the basis for all riding. So these days I really enjoy and working towards some eventing goals, which includes dressage, cross country and show jumping. Those Olympics start Thursday for anybody interested. That's the 29th. So pretty excited to watch that in the wee early morning hour. So that's awesome. Yeah, I do the same thing. So I enjoy the because you got to celebrate the that's that's really the one. It's the one event in the Olympics where it's about the about the animals and not about Mm -hmm. the humans so much. So I'm totally on board with that. All right, cool. Thank you so much for giving us a glimpse into your your the the world of horsing. And so I actually have two other follow up questions for you. One, what is the thing that you um, most enjoy doing other than hanging out with your horse at the end of a long day? 
Well, I've actually found a strong uh, appreciation in the last few years for running. So I probably run four or five days a week, working on training for my third half marathon with some goals of eventually doing some ultra running with my dog. So, Hey, ultra running, that sounds miserable, but I'm glad that it's something that you enjoy doing. <laughs> uh, that's that's fantastic. I hope that the dog, you have uh, express written consent from the dog that he's into ultra running as well. <laughs> oh, he loves it. He is all business when we go running. He He would go for days and days and days if I let him. Is this our tennis ball friend from the morning meetings? Yes, healer, border collie, lots of energy. Oh, needs oh, a yeah. job, and running is his job. So, oh no, that that'd be great. We need to get you with uh, our colleague Brian. Uh, Mark also has a border collie, so we should get them together and let them, yes. you know, go find sheep to herd or something. <laughs> I don't know. That would be that would be great. And so, last question, and it is one that I have stolen from James Lipton inside the actor studio. I don't know if you ever saw that. They made fun of it on Saturday Night Live. But what is your favorite sound? Oh, my favorite sound. I absolutely love rain on a tin roof. I could Aww. just lay there all day and listen to that. <laughs> so. Rain on a tin roof. That's brilliant. Well, we have not had much rain here in uh, Milwaukee, so I can't imagine you've had very much there in uh, Minnesota that much. So hopefully you'll get more. Hopefully we'll all get more rain here soon. Right, yes. The drought can end anytime. Absolutely. My parents are down in in the in the south, and they have currently been they're like on the sixth day, consecutive day of a flash flood warning that's been happening where they are in Alabama. So, you know, maybe maybe we can get the water to move uh, the other direction up the Mississippi and come this way. There we go. Know. <laughs> Very weird. Well, Megan, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure again. I just want to express to all of us here on the team that we're super happy to have you, and thank you for the time to talk to talk to me, talk to our listeners. And if anybody needs to find you or wants to get uh, in touch with you, where can they find you here? At- well, my email is mclements at affinityconsulting.com and I, you can reach me there. So, All right. Perfect. Well, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Uh, thank you so much for your time. And this has been Meet the Consultant with, with Megan Clements. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. All right, so we've talked a little bit about what the optical character recognition is, but now we're joined by Brent Nybert from DocsCorp. Brent, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, fantastic. So we've delved a bit into what OCR is and how it can function in an office, but DocsCorp has some uh, pretty powerful offerings in the OCR arena. Mm-hmm. Could, you, could you just uh, tell us a little bit about what, what you guys uh, have going on? Well, specifically when we're talking about OCR, the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is our content crawler application. Uh, and this product truly allows you to kind of get in and and OCR those documents. So, you know, for example, if you've scanned a bunch of documents into your file system or document management system, content crawler is going to go through and find those documents. If they're scanned, they probably don't have an OCR layer, right? So that that or a text layer rather. So then we need to OCR that document. And so we're able to do that just by combing through the document management system, analyzing those documents, determining if they need a text layer, applying that text layer, and even some compression if that's necessary. So, and it's, 
truly we have you know a bunch of different languages that are supported so it's a great tool for even international clients who are or uh, multinational clients who are dealing with different languages even in the same document so and content crawler can do both the backlog so if you've got a you know when we come in initially you've got a backlog of documents that need to be scanned and so we can run that backlog, get everything in the document management system is now becomes text searchable, right? So something that you wouldn't have been able to find before by searching now can be found. So full text search is there. And <clears throat> so not only do we have documents that have become text searchable, we also have the ability to put in an active monitoring service, right? So every document that comes in uh, is checked and if it needs an OCR layer, so if it's been scanned in, it's going to automatically do that as it comes into the document management system. So not only do we take all the documents historically that you've had and make them text searchable, we ensure that every document that comes into the document management system is also text searchable. So it's really a, a cleanup and a continual process of making those documents more accessible to the users and, and being able to search for and find what they need. I, that's that's brilliant. That's fantastic. That sounds uh, uh, incredibly powerful. When you talk about setting it up to uh, look backwards as well as look at the documents that are uh, being added, do you have the ability to prior prioritize that? Can you uh, make sure that, say, I, I have a new document that's coming in, that that's also going to be that's going to jump to the front of the line? Right. So each of the um, each of these services that can be run, you can run multiple services at the same time. So we've got a background process that's running on maybe a date range, right? We want to prioritize a specific date range. So we're going to run that process first while simultaneously running that active monitoring service. So not only are we taking you know, a, a certain date range or a, a certain library and making that its own service to prioritize it, we're also making sure that, again, that active monitoring is making sure that what comes in now is searchable. Outstanding. So you talked about using it in uh, uh, context, or sorry, not context. Uh, you talked about using it in conjunction with an existing document management system. What are some of those integrations that you that you support? Oh, there's quite a few, but I manage Net Documents, EDocs, ProLaw, World Docs, uh, file systems. Yeah. You know, pretty much. It, most of the major document management systems and even some of the smaller ones out there. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's those are those are the big names. Those are mm -hmm. the ones that we we see most often and, and in fact the ones that we support. So that's brilliant. Um now is there uh, an opportunity to say that someone hasn't uh, uh taken the del taken the dive into getting a document management system? Is there uh, is there a benefit to having uh, say maybe they're just using Dropbox for instance and still sort of organizing their their documents that way? Is there any sort of integration with the content crawler in that direction? Well, yeah. So with, say, Dropbox, for example, they have a connector, right, that allows that to sync to the file system. So with that, in conjunction with content controller or crawler, we can, of course, then OCR those documents. Now, a lot of times people don't have document management systems, but we can point them at a file location, you know, a file share and make sure that that stays OCR'd. We can also take in process documents, right? So one of the things that we do often is somebody has just now decided to implement a document management system, but they've got all these documents historically sitting in a file share somewhere that aren't OCR'd. So we take that 
and we point content caller at that location so that we make sure that everything we're bringing into the document management system is already OCR'd. So then at that point, we just do an active monitoring. So, you know, it's part of that DMS rollout. We're going to be, you know, making sure that every document that gets put in there is OCR'd up front. So. Perfect. Oh man. Well, that's, that's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for coming and talk to us about uh, DocsCorp and, and Content Crawler and all of the uh, wonderful things that it's capable of. I, I raise my glass to you, sir, and have a, have a lovely evening. Uh, you do the same. Thanks, Brett, once again, for joining us to give us some excellent information about OCR, DocsCorp, Content Crawler, all of those fun things. Thank you again, Megan, for joining us to tell us more about Minnesota and life in Iowa and and what it's like being a uh, document management consultant in the corporate environment. And uh, thank you again to you, our listener, for joining us on another installment of Docs on the Rocks. For more information on the podcast or on Affinity Consulting and the services that we provide, please check out affinityconsulting.com. That's A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y consulting.com. There you can find information on who we are, what we offer, and get uh, in contact with myself or a member of our sales team to get some information on what we can do to make your life easier in terms of practice management, firm management, document management, Whatever you need, we can probably provide. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful day, morning, afternoon, whatever time of day it is. I hope it's great. This is Drew.